Hey, you're listening to Guat.Rocks, God, the World, and Other Things. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. I never get tired of speaking that byline because that's what I'm all about. In the midst of this topsy-turvy world, I'm doing all I can to help promote the peace of Christ in your heart. This is Season 13, Episode 280, Title: Ministerially Speaking. Subtitle, Observations on Health and Healthcare. I started serving in Christian ministry in the summer of 1977. Over the years, I've spent a lot of time in hospitals, caring for the sick and the dying. In addition to the conversations with the sick, I've had a lot of conversations with the doctors who were the primary medical caregivers to those people I too was caring for from a spiritual personal support role. I've seen people extremely sick healed of their disease and I've been with many people when they drew their last breath on this planet. The podcast today, it's insights into things that I've gained from all the years in service. This is the beginning of a conversation that I will approach occasionally as we move through this podcast world. I don't want to spend too much time on the subject in one setting. I think that would be too much to absorb. The podcast today is not meant to be medical prescription for your life. Anything I share with you is advice only. Any therapeutic care you feel you may need should be done under the care and prescription of a licensed doctor. I learned a lot from walking with my best friend, Terry Barrier, as he battled liver cancer. I first met Terry when I was requested by his family to visit him in the hospital. He had just been diagnosed with liver cancer and was to undergo surgery to remove a large cancerous mass from his liver. Terry found out he had liver cancer after he ended up in the hospital due to his esophagus rupturing a byproduct of severe alcoholism. They were able to stop the hemorrhaging, but when he awakened from anesthesia, they told him they had more bad news. He had a large mass on his liver, and they were pretty sure it was cancer. They removed the tumor along with half of his liver, and the battle was on to save his life. Terry had a healthy attitude of self-respect, and though he was dependent on the doctors for his medical treatments to battle the liver cancer, he always maintained control of his health care and treatments. Terry's doctor was a world-renowned cancer doctor at the Arlington Cancer Center in Arlington, Texas. One day, Terry's doctor talked down to him like he was a kid. Terry called him out and told him he was not going to sit there and allow the doctor to talk to him like a little child. Terry told the doctor that you put on your pants each morning just like I do, one leg at a time. He told the doctor that I'm a man and I expect for you to address me as a man with respect The doctor stopped and apologized. Terry called him out with a risk that the doctor just might have told Terry to hit the road, but it was a risk Terry was willing to take. You see, Terry was guarding his self-dignity. Cancer treatment is a depressant by definition, where your body is assaulted with chemicals that cause real depression. Terry wasn't going to go any lower just to have access to a particular doctor. Terry lived many years past the norm for a person with liver cancer. His doctor admitted to Terry that Terry was a miracle. At a really low point in his cancer treatment, Terry was expressing his down spirit to the doctor. The doctor told Terry he should be thankful that all of the other people the physician started treating for liver cancer at the same time as Terry were all dead. One day, Terry called me and said that his cancer markers had gone way up. The doctors ran tests but found no mass. They told him that the cancer was most likely hiding in the scar tissue in his liver, which he had both from the surgery to remove part of his liver due to the tumor, plus his alcoholism. He had cirrhosis of the liver. 
Side note, when I led Terry to salvation in Jesus Christ, Terry's alcoholism came to a complete instant stop. God set him free from a severe addiction in a moment. Now, keep in mind, friend, not all people that come to Christ in salvation are delivered from past addictions in a moment, but God did this for Terry. I accompanied Terry once at his request for the biopsy on his liver to see if that was where the vast increase of cancer protein was coming from. Terry had had the procedure a few times and dreaded it. He asked the radiologist if I could be in the room with him when he did the procedure. The highly trained physician took what amounted to be an arrow minus the arrowhead, but with a shaft that was hollowed just like a metal arrowhead, but razor sharp on the end, and he stabbed it into Terry's belly all the way into his liver, with just a local anesthetic on Terry's belly skin. The doctor informed me that our internal organs have very limited pain receptors as far as sensations go, so Terry would feel some discomfort but not pain as if you had cut yourself. Since the doctor was going to be penetrating Terry's abdomen, he told me he could not mark the insertion point with an ink pen or a marker because that would contaminate the site. There would be no way to make it sterile. So after doing the ultrasound to reveal what he saw as a liver, when I saw the screen myself, I couldn't make heads or tails out of it, and he told me the reason why is because the liver had been deeply damaged by the surgery to excise the tumor. But he took a soda straw, he pushed hard onto Terry's abdomen where he was going to insert the spear, as I would call it, and after a few minutes of holding the soda straw against Terry's skin firmly, it left the circle impression in Terry's skin. He swabbed the area to sterilize it, then he took the arrow that spear and shoved it straight into Terry's belly all the way into the liver. It was amazing. He didn't hit any other major organs. What a gifted physician. Terry made a slight sound of discomfort. I asked him if it hurt, and he said, well, it didn't feel good. In an effort to try to lighten up the situation, I told him, well, gee, I didn't feel a thing, which he kind of laughed at. I was working hard to keep Terry's mind off of the procedure that was taking place with him there awake. After the doctor drained two liters of fluid from Terry's abdomen, which is a side effect from having such a damaged liver from surgery and cirrhosis, when I asked the doctor why there was so much fluid on his abdomen, as the doctor said, the fluid that the liver has to process has to go somewhere. What it can't process through the liver, it just pushes out into the abdominal cavity. The doctor let go of the arrow to get his biopsy tool, which was a rather strange sight, with Terry laying on this gurney, wide awake, with what clearly looked like he'd been stabbed or shot through with an arrow, and he used it to get the core sample from the liver. As he pulled the tool out of the arrow, after it making a popping sound, he pushed the tissue into a medical jar for biopsy. He said, well, there's no cancer here. I asked him how he could be sure. He said that the entire sample was scar tissue, no life in it. As I looked at the sample, it was gray-colored with no sign of blood in it. After the biopsy showed no signs of cancer, Terry was, of course, very concerned. I told Terry that we were going to pray and ask God to cause the cancer cells to come together in a mass so the physicians could find them. As I pointed out to Terry, cancer cells are living organisms and must respond to the commandment of God. We prayed and we believed. One day, Terry called me and said, Hey man, I woke up this morning and there's a mass on my belly that looks like a large mushroom. I told him that most likely was the cancer revealing itself, God answering our prayers like we asked him to do. Terry went to his cancer doctor, and the doctor told Terry there was no way he was operating on that mass, that Terry was so sick 
To open him up would expose Terry to severe infection, and Terry had no immune system to fight it. So he told him he was not going to do the procedure. Plus, he was weakened because of the cancer treatments and the cancer itself. Terry told the doctor, that's the wrong answer. Terry felt the mask needed to be removed. He asked for a referral to get a second opinion. And as a testimony to the professionalism of this world-renowned doctor, he did grant Terry a referral and didn't turn hostile to Terry for his disagreement with him. Terry then went to see a surgeon about the mass. The surgeon examined Terry and said he saw no reason why Terry couldn't make it through the surgery. He told Terry that it was going to be basically like harvesting a mushroom. After Terry recovered from the surgery, he went back to his cancer doctor for a checkup. Terry's cancer markers had dropped almost to zero. The mass that appeared on Terry's belly overnight was the mass of cancer cells that had come together and revealed themselves as we had prayed. Had Terry followed the expert physician's opinion, and I mean that with all respect, rather than his internal voice, he most likely would have not lived the several years past that point, which he did. Terry honored his physician with the proper respect that's due a doctor, but he did not check his own integrity at the door or his inner voice. He established a partnership with a physician he respected and trusted, and God took that relationship and used it to preserve Terry's life. I'll caution you, too much internet research can actually cloud your ability to maintain a proper perspective in your relationship with your doctor. There is a vast amount of good health information on the web, but you cannot let it taint you toward your physician to where you negate his worth in your life. I once had a physician who was so gifted that his medical expertise was beyond medical training. It was a gift from God. I witnessed him be used by God to save a lot of people's lives when I lived in Greenwood, Arkansas. His name was Dr. McKinney. He died young from cancer. But without scans or advanced testing, he could call out a disease that was attacking somebody. Then he would order specific tests to confirm. But he would be right in his initial diagnosis a majority of the time. Dr. McKinney would listen to the patient and his mind went to work. Once he diagnosed a form of bone marrow cancer, even pointing out that the pain points were most likely tumors, he ordered specific scans of the areas of concern. They came back positive for the cancer he suspected. Other physicians would have just told the old man that it was old age, take some ibuprofen, deal with it. The best physicians have that kind of gifting from God that works in conjunction with medical science to save lives and heal people. By watching Terry, I learned that we need to maintain a proper attitude within ourselves, which guards our core. Sometimes we need to ask the hard questions, and sometimes we need to perhaps even make difficult statements to our attending physicians, as prompted by God. My friend, we know that doctors are just people like us and can be wrong in their diagnosis at times. They're not perfect. I also learned from Terry to have a tenacity and a fighting spirit that seeks to preserve life. He loved life, and he was willing to do all that was necessary to keep it. It's healthy to step back and see the big picture and remember that Jesus is the great physician, and healing is in his hand. He uses the training and intuition of the trained medical professional, but only he can heal. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.